0: what up everybody? this is rob brandt and this is Rick brandt and we are the brothers brandt welcome back
1: welcome back welcome back to episode thirty nine part three u s open ball person this is the trilogy we're putting a bow on it tonight this is the last episode um we had an awesome time talking about episode thirty eight where Rick walked us through part two of uh being a ball boy at the U.S. Open, meeting Serena Williams after taking a huge dump and walking us through Novak Djokovic's ejection from the U.S. Open. But we're motoring along, part three of the trilogy, and let's get this show on the
0: road. What do you say, Rick? All right, let's do it, Rob. The U.S. Open is winding down. We are just one or two matches away from having a men's and a women's champion here in 2020, a unique, one-of-a-kind U.S. Open in a bubble. It was an honor to be a part of, really, truly, probably one of the best experiences I've had on the sports landscape, being intimately involved with the matches, uh, getting to witness these players in action. My appreciation for the game of tennis is through the roof, and let's, let's do this, Rob.
1: All right. So I think it's important as we wrap this up that you kind of walk us through the life of a U.S. Open ball person. And as it dwindles down to the finals, semifinals, quarterfinals, and, you know, what's that like?
0: Sure. So it's pretty cool experience. First, there's about a hundred of us, a hundred ball persons. And we're flying around working match after match after match. When this tournament kicked off two weeks ago, I mean, we were just all of us as busy as could be, but as the tournament goes on, it's single elimination. So after each match, you're going to have a loser, somebody who's not going to advance. And by default, the tournament becomes less and less uh, big. So you have um, less players playing, less matches, therefore less ball persons needed. And based upon your performance, as they say, that dictates how long you stick around as a ball person. So uh, in a first-year situation myself, I was honored to be involved with some uh, quarterfinal matchups. I got a chance to work a semifinal matchup in the ladies' doubles side of things. So that was a great experience. I feel honored to be a part of it. And And Rob, you know, like I said, it's based upon performance. I think there's some seniority involved. Uh, I've noticed a lot of guys and gals who have been back for many years now doing a lot of matches on the big stage, and hopefully that'll be your boy one day, not too long from now.
1: But you got in some great semifinals
0: um, and some good matches, doubles, right? yeah doubles matches uh, were a lot of fun. It's a little bit easier as a ball person to do a doubles match because there's two players on each side of the net. So think about this: you got a player who serves the ball. It is pretty regular for that serve to hit the net for there to be a fault, and then that server have to reserve when you've got a doubles match going on. there's another player standing hovering right around that net for them to essentially feed the ball to one of the ball persons. So with doubles, there's a lot less running going on opposed to a singles match where every time the ball hits the net, somebody has got to dart out there and go get it. So uh, doubles are a little bit more relaxed. You can kind of watch the tennis a little bit more. I definitely got to be paying attention. Spikes are more prevalent. So if you're in the back, get ready. You might have a ball coming at your face.
1: Yeah, you might get sniped like that woman did with Novak, right? You got a dart in your neck, man.
0: <laughs> she went down like she You're crazy. got shot, You're crazy. Bro, you got a dart in your neck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, Rob was uh, and for all the listeners out there on the podcast was that uh, doubles semis match that I got a chance to do. The woman who had gotten hit by Novak she actually was working the same match that I was. So, uh, if you can picture this, I'm out there as a ball person and uh, I'm looking around. And I see one of the lines judges. Now, she kind of looked recognizable. I thought it was her, but I had to confirm. So, I reached out to uh, a nearby lines person just to say, Hey, is that the woman who took the ball to the jugular? And she said, yeah, 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 That that's her, that's her. And um, it was interesting, you know, um, she was almost like incognito. She was almost in disguise out there. She went, you know, has the bleach blonde hair, pretty recognizable. I think she had a couple ear piercings. Um, she, she was all over. She went viral, so everybody knew what she looked like. However, for this match that I was working with her, her face was covered by, it seemed like a larger mask, a mask that might've been a large or a medium when in reality, she probably is a, is a small and uh, she also had a hat on. She hadn't been wearing a hat earlier at all during the tournament. So I think she probably still wanted to be a part of it. Uh, I found out later that health wise, she was doing just fine. She said, and um, yeah, so I got a chance to ask her a little bit and, after the match was over, she was pretty hush-hush about it. She had, in fact, I quote, can't really talk about it. So Ooh. I'm not sure what that means.
1: Man, dollar dollar signs, baby, dollar signs. She, she got that freaking ball to the jugular, and she did not hesitate. This is the scene. Dropping to the ground. Just basically basically fell to the ground like Scrooge McDuck jumping into a pile of cash from a diving board. (laughs) Man, there there is going to be some interesting headlines uh, for for
0: months to come about this. Let's see how that one plays out. Uh, I'll be interested to see if Lions judges are back at the 2021 U.S. Open. I've got a gut feeling that they will not be for all the reasons we discussed in podcast episode number 38. And so anyway, um, yeah, interesting final match. That was my last match. Um, and then we've sat back now and watched some great semifinal matches. And uh, who you got, Rob, here? Who, who do you think going to pull it out, men and women? Well, we got some bold predictions,
1: but I have to say it was so neat. We'll get to that in a second. It was so neat watching the uh, US Open semis with you uh, last night, watching Azarenka just battle back against Serena. And your appreciation for tennis has just grown astronomically from being a crucial part of a, of a ball person. Like you were, you're a sports fan by nature, football, uh, baseball, you know, obviously when the fo- NBA finals are on and hockey are on and all that. But, you know, you weren't really that big of a tennis fan, but your appreciation has skyrocketed. I almost had to rip that freaking remote control out of your hands to go back to the Texans-Chiefs game. (laughs) Yeah. What up, everybody? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys.
0: I was a casual tennis fan. I'd throw it on probably if it was a championship match of a of one of the Grand Slam finals. Uh, But yeah, you're right. I um, definitely grew as a sports fanatic these past few weeks being in new york i get to see it up close and personal all the effort that goes into it and trust me rob you and i would get torched out there on the courts we we wouldn't we would struggle to get the ball in on a serve and neither of us would be able to return a serve from any of these players
1: oh my gosh yeah the uh degree of difficulty for tennis is beyond my grasp. I can't even handle it. Um,
0: (laughs) And and physically, physically too, like these players, Rob, the way they're cutting, they're running from side to side, up to the net, back to the baseline, uh, just crazy um, tension I feel like they're putting on their joints, their ankles, their knees, their hips. Um, We saw a lot of them bandaged up actually, and that might have been a part because of the Coronavirus pandemic and the lack of competitive matches that these all got a chance to play over the last few months, but nonetheless, it is a toll on the body. And these these are athletes. There's no doubt about it on the tennis court. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know, bold predictions.
1: I'm gonna automatic lock. I don't even know. Oh, actually, uh, I do know Naomi. Naomi. She's she's playing Naomi. But I am going as a Ranka. In the finals, I'm going for it. She's riding this momentum, beating Serena Williams for the first time ever in a major. She was 0-10, battling back. I don't know what the hell that first set was. She couldn't get the ball over the net at all. It was disgusting. It was gross, but she battled back. She she during that during that injury timeout just sat there with her eyes closed like some meditation wizard on on Mount Kilimanjaro and just, just brought in the, uh, the energy and the chakras and got it going and, and, and just finished the match. And I'm, I'm calling it right now, upset city, love Naomi, love everything she stands for, but, um, you know, as a Ranka I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the vibes.
0: I like the pick, Rob. I like the pick, and this is a, a, a no-lose situation in my mind for everybody minus the tennis players. I mean, you've got two of the nicest, uh, best tennis players in the world competing. Uh, their storylines are terrific. Uh, I, I just want to see a great match, Rob. I'm, 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 my heart is torn. Love Naomi. Love, love Victoria Azarenka. Uh, it's, it's going to be a great match. I hope it's a tight one down the stretch. I hope we get three sets out of it. And uh, may the best lady victorious on saturday night
1: rick i'm not letting you walk away that easy the listeners are not going to let you give a political answer
0: everybody wins stop the bs pick a person all right here we go i'm going to break it down then you want it you got it i love victoria as a rank out there i think she's got some great talent she moves around fantastically a very smart player Uh, She's been around the block. She's won majors before. She's got the talent. Naomi has a little bit more strength in my mind. Her serves were against Jen Brady in the semifinals, virtually untouchable. So if Naomi can put them in, which I believe she will, I think we're going to see a Naomi Osaka victory, which will be kind of neat. And here's why, Rob. These two ladies were actually supposed to face each other two weeks ago in New York in the same bubble during the Western and Southern Cincinnati Open championship match. However, Naomi Osaka woke up championship morning. Her hamstring was bothering her. She didn't want to push it. She, I think, was more focused on the U.S. Open, which was coming up. She knew what it meant for her career, if she could win another Grand Slam title. So she actually bowed out, withdrew from the championship an hour and a half before the match was scheduled to take place. And Victoria Azarenka lifted the championship trophy. It was her first win in several years. Uh, Everybody was happy for her. And you know what? She got a trophy a couple weeks ago. And I think Naomi's walking off with a U.S. Open championship Saturday night.
1: Okay, okay. Now moving to the men, who you got?
0: A lot of great players out there. We know number one, Novak Djokovic, is back in Serbia, watching on TV. Uh, he's not at the U.S. Open, so we got to pick somebody else. I, you know, Dominic team is looking really good out there. His semifinal match against uh, Medvedev, I think that's going to be a great, great match, and the winner of that will be your champion. Who do so you who's like? Who's it gonna what be?
1: I'm... Who's it gonna be?
0: All right. Jeez, uh, you're gonna put me on the spot like this. Uh, Daniel Mevdev. He went to the uh, championship last year and lost. I think he's gonna get the job done this year.
1: All right. Well, I'm going other side of the bracket. I'm going Alexander. I'm gonna mess up his last name, Zverev, from Germany. And and another reason why is because he just played Busta. Carino Busta, who was the uh, winner of the Djokovic, you know, DQ. And in this match, Busta was winning two sets to none. And all of a sudden, Alexander comes, comes out of nowhere and just rattles off three victories in a row. He's carrying that momentum into the, into the finals. He's going to take, take it. It's going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be a bloodbath out there. But uh, it's going to go the distance.
0: I like the bold prediction, Rob. You know, one thing that uh, a lot of the legends in the tennis world have said about this young man that you just predicted would win this year's U.S. Open is that they felt as though he would be the next superstar in the game of tennis. Mm. And if you want to crown him now, you crown him now. But we'll see how this thing shakes out over the weekend. And when it's all said and done, he's definitely going to have a couple of grand slams to his name because he's young, he's athletic, he's strong, he's a great tennis player, and it wouldn't surprise me if he, like you predicted, hoists the championship trophy Sunday evening.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. We knew who they were. We knew who they were. You want to crown them?
0: Crown their ass. We let them off the hook.
1: <laughs> All right, and on that note, I'm Rob Brandt.
0: And I'm Rick Brandt and we are the Brothers Brand.
1: See you later.